Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this exceedingly special IGN podcast coming to you from the lovely city of Nottingham, where it is uh, Game City this weekend. Very exciting it is, too. And all sorts of things going to be happening over the next couple of days, which is why we thought we'd take time out from the office, drive all the way up here, and experience some of the lovely things that's going to be going on. Can you tell that Stu drove? He's still bitter. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise until we got in my car last night, Keza doesn't drive. So I had to drive all the way up, and I've got to drive her all the way back, and she'll be hung over the fuck on the way home. I'll be sleeping. You will be I'll sleeping, snoozing in the passenger seat. And what happened? What did you have the temerity to do last night in the car when I stopped to get petrol? Did I buy an ice cream? You bought an ice cream. See, and honestly, what was the, and he's what was just like my dad. He's just moaning at me like my dad. And what was the first thing you did? Can't eat ice cream in the car. No, because you made a right bloody I mess. I didn't make a mess. Anyway, so we are with <laughs> Ian Simons, who is the director. I feel like we should leave. Is this, yeah. is, do you want us to go away while you sort this out? I mean, I mean we can come back. We were with the director of the Festival <laughs> yeah. Game City, which is, in my opinion, the coolest mm. festival in the UK for games. Ian Simons. Hello, Ian. Good morning. How are you? And we also have... James, Na- <laughs> I was oh, going to say James Taylor, but it's James Newman. Close, James Newman. James Newman. Don't know who James right. Taylor is. You've got Taylor. You've got <laughs> a Taylor. thing about calling people Taylor. James Newman is one of the co-founders of the National Video Game Archive in the UK. All right. So welcome aboard, gentlemen. Thank you ever so much for taking time out Sorry. very early in the morning. It's, we, we, we never podcast this early. Thank. What's it's what. It's, it's 10 to 11, man. <laughs> lazy, like lazy, lazy. What are you talking about? We've been up since 6. <laughs> I went to bed half an hour af- after that, probably. Before, uh, uh, no, it's, it's, we're delighted to be here. We're very excited, uh, very honoured. How's right. it been going? I've been hearing cool things about children forcing the creators with a little bit of gratitude to make before dinosaurs. Before we get onto that, yep. let's, just, let's just explain a bit first yep. about what Game City is for mm. people that aren't too yes. sure. What, when did it all start? What's it all about? And why right. on earth do you do it? Right, so um, it started because I spent a few years travelling to video game events like E3 uh, and, and like the kind of bigger kind of trade shows and hating them because um, uh, you know the model of getting a massive room and filling it with games is not compelling to me um, it was, it's great for the first hour and then you kind of get a headache and, you know, the person, <laughs> and the person that was on the game before you you know was kind of walked off you're in the middle of the game and people shouting and, and it's, it's just it's not a good way to experience games in, in, in my view um, and also it doesn't really invite anybody else like the rest of the world into video games very well right so um, we were trying to make something that's the opposite of that um, so this is about kind of exploding video games into their constituent parts and particularly inviting developers to meet the public so like, the big thing that's overlooked um a lot of the time when I think kind of dealing with you know a, a, a possibly sometimes quite conservative globalised sort of video game PR culture um, mm. is that I'm Maybe sure quite conservative. you probably don't recognise this <laughs> no, I imagine no. working in your field but um, <laughs> I know it's quite difficult to tell sometimes that games are like made by human beings mm. I think that seems to be quite important, particularly if you're going to try and get people to not hate them and understand them. So, right. so we're trying to do the opposite of uh, those sort of events. Not you know, this is great things about those those events. Obviously, you know, 
kind of clearly, but we're, we're just trying to do something different. So six years ago, um, we started it up um, as as an alternative, as a kind of experiment. You know, we used to say that we're we're trying to find out what a video game festival could be, mm-hmm. which was our sort of strapline. And I, I said, to some extent, that's, 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 we still think we are really. So we want to do stuff that's risky, um, that's kind of uh, that you won't see anywhere else. It's pretty quite theatrical, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like a lot of it couldn't happen unless we were all together in that room with you know Cater or Eric, whoever might be at that you know that kind mm-hmm. of time. And we want to do things that are um, you know that. That are, that, are, that are special and that means that sometimes you know we I mean, we do some terrible events right <laughs> <laughs> right but you but they might be but you haven't seen them before mm. um so, you know, so the other night eric eric um shy's uh been over this year which this is creator of another world which mm. is just really yeah yeah, yeah. And, he's and a very lovely chap he's amazing yeah. yeah so yeah. we wanted to try this thing where we would give over a day of the festival to somebody else Right to, uh, to to let them basically program whatever they wanted, and you fear with that is that you're just going to get a list of you know kind of pre sort of things, and they're not really involved. Hey, check out From Dust; it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we do a thing? Where we, why don't we get a thing where we get like get a load of like 50 pods with From Dust on and play it? Have you got have you got some sort of convention center? So it wasn't those sort of requests that came in. Um, so instead, Eric said things like, oh, "I'd really like to do a meal. Can you find a chef?" And I'm going to get these volcanologists along, yeah, and we'll yeah. talk about, you know, talk about the, the 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 kind of research he was doing that led into from it's like complete, completely interesting, um, and and games kind of drop out of that, that you know, uh, of, of that kind of interest. So he, we did a meal, or he did a meal with um, with uh, a guy called Tom Edwards from New College Nottingham's head chef on on Wednesday night. It was just like a, it was just bonkers, and could have been, let's be honest, awful. Um, but wasn't you know and um and was this kind of playful experimental you know, some of the food only could sit under uv so uh, gary could make all these ana- you know like red and black kind of wow. anaglyphic 3d placements it was yeah it's that sort of thing that you know um you're not going to find that other places so we're trying to do we're trying to do that sort of stuff it sounds like you're trying to humanize the whole games thing Make it more personal. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. Like they're made by people, they're played by people, yeah. and that's basically what we focus. And on. of course, it's open. It's, it's very much public focused rather than trade focused, which is yeah, completely awesome. Yeah. It's a really good thing because we don't have enough of that. It feels more like a music festival than a, than a game festival for me, Game City. I take that as a compliment. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> absolutely, that's the sort of thing it's about. A lot of theatre and crafts. Yeah. Mm. Isn't there a guy who's doing like a, a full 3D model of Nottingham with monsters that children have designed? Yeah. So Brian Provinciano, the um, developer of Retro City Rampage, mm-hmm. has been here all week, and he's been working with well, so anyone can go in this is free that's another important thing right so yeah. it's as accessible as possible so we take over the whole of the market square I do, you, uh, for listeners who don't know Nottingham the, like, the good thing about Nottingham is like the market square is in the centre of the city and the, the city hasn't really like kind of donutted out so you can get around the city really quick and the market square is like it's proper hub and spoke you know so it feels like in the traditional sense like a place where you know that everybody gathers to, to like <laughs> the to gathering have a market, place right? yeah. the tavern yeah 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 so that, but that's important in terms of like how cities work so um, so he's been people have been coming into the tent and, and kids have been drawing monsters all week um, to be put into a game which he's coding right now he started mm. like I think he started at 7 this morning wow he was up all night scanning in these monsters uh, and the, and sometime this afternoon because we're doing this scary day today Fear Friday because we're doing something with Charlie Hickson tonight. lots of people um, uh, lots of people dressed up as zombies I hear yeah well yeah, we, d- yeah, we did a zombie thing a few years ago we did a, a massive world record attempt, a successful, successful world record yeah. attempt um, what was the, was the world record dare I ask uh, it was the world's largest <laughs> gathering of zombies um, <laughs> that's which we did on Halloween that's yeah. brilliant yeah. so Jonathan Coulton it's came over just, just after Paul won and led do you know his song um, regarding your brains read your brains he has a big zombie sing along mm. so it's a fantastic moment mm. where there's 3,000 people just people dressed up as zombies uh 
being led in a sing-along by Jonathan Coulton. Uh, let's be honest, and 90% of the people there did not know who he is and haven't played Portland. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but just but didn't matter, right? He was doing a gig with us that night. Um, and um, it was just amazing. And that whole evening, like the whole of Nottingham, everyone in the bar was dressed as a zombie. Wow. You know? Well, apart, uh, from, apart from that one guy who got disqualified by the Guinness World Records people because he was dressed up as the Joker, which, <laughs> yeah. isn't, which isn't that character from zombie culture. Wow, was, that, was that one person off your, uh, off so your we, record? So, yeah. did, so we, did you still manage to break the record? Yeah, though? Yeah, <laughs> so so that one guy the was responsible for you not breaking the record. I don't know if you've been involved in Guinness World Records. We have, actually. As it happens, we are the world's most popular video games website as certified by the Guinness World Records. Well, congratulations. There you go. So, James, what kind of other stuff can we look forward to over the course of the weekend uh, so I guess tomorrow um, if you like Zelda tomorrow is pretty exciting yeah. I do Zelda like Zelda Day. just a bit yeah, as I our listeners may remember it turns out that a few people like Zelda a little um, bit yeah just it's quite popular bit. isn't it yes there's a whole bunch of brilliant Zelda stuff happening tomorrow it's Zelda takeover day basically oh there you go look you just for the, for the, for the benefit, benefit, for the benefit of, of our listeners Kez yes. has just rolled up one of her trousers. revealed legs. one of her legs at me, I <laughs> <laughs> that's going to sound wrong I've never seen flesh quite so white in my entire life thanks to you it's great it means that my tattoo shows up nicer doesn't it that's very true yeah. Scottish people are great, just as a random aside, Scottish people great for tattoos because we're so pale that all the colours stay lovely forever. What happens if you go under UV light? Do you actually just c- completely glow? Uh, I just all become the colour of my hair. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> I can be used as a light source <laughs> in nightclubs. <laughs> You'd have been good at the meal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just you would have been, been really awkward. There'd just be this enormous glowing white person in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, th- I think we could work with that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what are you doing next year? <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, James. We were talking. We we digress. We're talking about Zelda, Zelda for a day, second. Yes. Yeah, Zelda Day. So Zelda Day is going to consist of all sorts of fun and games. Yeah, well, all, all Zelda games mostly. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, so the important thing is, it's not just about playing loads of Zelda games, though. Though that is part of it too. So it's just as important to uh, you know practice your swordsmanship to the soundtrack of. No, the Ocarina of Time while the swords are clanking around so it's really kind of really visceral stuff we want people to actually be taking part so um, yeah there's, a, there's, there's lots of kind of rotating Zelda attractions throughout the day aren't there and the, yeah. entire, the entire day is focused around this thing and we're just like I don't know why we're amazed but we're amazed I guess that the sheer number of people yeah. who were a passionate and about I think Zelda so the Zelda fanzine for yeah, example yeah the zine thing's gone, gone nuts so so, yeah. so traditionally you do Zelda's, uh, Zelda Day right and, and like you would think that, that would mean we have to have Skyward Sword yeah absolutely and we, and we do right mm. yeah. but more importantly like for us in terms of how we approach something like this is it, you know, is is that it's uh, something that also looks at the kind of legacy of Zelda and like what it means so you uh, so the My Life with Zelda um, project that, that, which is something we're doing, doing with Game City we've plugged it several times in the podcast yeah <laughs> but, but it's a kind of so that's what for us is what defines what video games are well we want to understand why it is that someone <coughs> someone has a, tatter, a Zelda tattoo on their leg mm. <coughs> and we could just ask you now but <coughs> <coughs> so it's not just about you know, people really really liking the games but it's the stuff that I guess one of the things that we're interested in with the festival and you know with the archive work that we do as well is to work out what these things mean to people because yeah. they obviously mean an awful lot but I'm going through that I, mean, I don't know if you've seen our, our the, the end you must have seen some of the entries from my life yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. honestly the, the number of vast diversity of people who've come in from yeah. like 15 year olds to like there's a 19 year old guy on there who has a full like chest tattoo yeah. of the Triforce with like an owl 
and he's got implants for the owl's eyes and I'm like well that is I mean I'm, I've got a little just sorry no one can see but I've got a little Zelda tattoo on my leg yeah that's pretty casual that's stuff isn't fairly, it yeah. compared to him mm, I'm just yeah. you know soft core I'm, I dabble in Zelda compared to that mm, guy absolutely but what I love about it is the way that people talk about Zelda is like this yeah I mean even uh, I don't know if you guys were at the symphony the other night in London uh, no that was the same night we opened yeah, it was it was of course yeah which yeah, is yeah. obviously why we weren't here on, on Tuesday night um, but uh, Zelda Williams, Robin Williams' daughter, was yeah, was comparing yeah. that, and she proper choked up at the end. Yeah, it's mm. just like Zelda's so important to me. It's a really big part of my childhood, and it was really touching. It's lovely. But it's it's really recognizing that. It's recognizing all the stuff that happens around games. So the the, the thing that happens on the screen is really interesting, really important. Um, but it's only part of the story. It's not the culture, is it? Yeah, and it's so that's why we don't want just rooms full of pods because yeah. that is brilliant and it is brilliant to play Skyward Sword and you know and that's. You but know, it's not exactly inclusive, it. is it? But it's, well, no. it's all the other stuff. It's like the, it's the drawings of Link in the back of your exercise book, and it's the maps, and it's the art, and it's the songs, and all the kind of yeah, all that fan culture stuff that sure. we really want to celebrate here, and that gets completely lost normally. So when you talk about the the National Video Games Archive, is yeah. that is that kind of side of it? Is the celebratory side of it, the fan culture side of it, is that just important to you as art? archiving the games themselves it's more important yeah we think it's, it's more important than the games that's what it is so yeah. the big thing that we're thinking about I think at the moment with the archive is how important how, do you have to play a game to understand it right and that's but yeah and, and it's that so to understand how important Zelda is do you need to sit down and play the entire Zelda canon or actually is seeing your tattoo and seeing the you know the huge amount of you know of of of, of kind of fan art and fiction that people yeah. have sent in for the for the for the zine um you know just as like illustrative and just as illuminating in terms of working out how important Zelda is it's pretty so worth it doesn't mean like you shouldn't play it mm-hmm. and yeah. it's not so, and it's no, not to you know it's not to uh, like undermine how important playing the game is because it's, it's brilliant right it's obviously brilliant but the the tendency in talking about video games is you assume that the most important thing is got to be able to play it got to be able to play it for twenty hours got to be able to play it as many times because you keep playing you keep playing you keep playing it and you kind of um, forget that there's this world of stuff that you do with a video game when you're not playing it. It's the thing, like people are, people who don't understand video games assume that there's a complete separation between video games and real life. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The whole point is that they're a part yeah, of yeah. your real life. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's like everything else. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it's really worth backing up and just saying from, from the from the archive and the festival point of view, one of the one of the things we have to recognise is this stuff won't last forever. Mm. And that's, you know, for a number of reasons. So one is you know, even the discs, you know, that these things come on or cartridges or whatever, they just physically will turn back into dust, which I guess is what Eric's game is probably partly about. <laughs> um, so, you know, at some point in the future, this stuff will just disappear. So you put a plastic console, you know, even if you put it on a shelf in a climate controlled storage, you know, um, uh, vault in the National Media Museum, it will eventually just, you know, it will eventually not be there anymore. And all you can do is really kind of arrest or slow down that process. So all the stuff that we're playing at some point in the future won't be there. Y- and so archiving, archiving stuff isn't just for five years down the line or no, ten no. years down the line. This is like hundreds of years down the mm. line. Well, you and guys face exactly the same Zelda. problems as, 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 the, as the BFI in right. trying to... Absolutely. Try yeah, 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 with yeah. film stuff Absolutely. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so how do, you, how do you go about, I mean, you know... Do you try and archive every game? Do you do you think no? We just need to take a snapshot of what is important now. And 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 how do you physically store all this stuff? And how do you make sure you've always got access to be able to even being able to find like a like an old console to, yeah, yeah. to to play an existing game on? How do you actually start with all that? So, is it every game? Absolutely not. No. So you have to be selective because it's just you know, it wouldn't be practical mm. um, to do anything else. And this isn't about yeah. It's not just about you know, collecting for the sake of it, and it isn't a kind of completist thing. And fa- I mean, fans do that. So 
you only have to Google, you know, Zelda fan, and you will find people's bedrooms that are just, you know, basically made out of, you know, Zelda merchandise. So fans are very good at connecting. Yeah, it's probably your bedroom. That was it? me, age seven. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. so much now. Well, <laughs> bit so awkward because you've moved on to something else. So, so <laughs> it's so it's not about being completist. It's absolutely not about that, and it is about making decisions about what kind of stories you want to tell. So I think we can probably all agree that Zelda is part of the story of video games. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's about okay. So what is important about Zelda? And actually, it's probably things mm-hmm. like the the cult. You know, it is that culture, and it is the fact that when you say we're going to do a Zelda zine, then you are just inundated with just the most. I mean, so the, a combination of the most professionally produced artwork, but also kids just scrawling stuff, and you can barely see its mm-hmm. link, but it's absolutely brilliant at the same time. So you can't collect everything. Uh, you have to you have to be selective, um, and how do you go about capturing it? So it really depends on what you think your what you think a video game archive is. So if a video game archive is shelves and shelves and shelves of cassettes and DVDs and Blu-rays, then that's a kind of museum conservation mm. sort of thing. Yeah. But that's probably less our interest here. And so one one of the things, how do you go about capturing it? Well, you have a festival. Um, and you capture the stuff that happens there, because as, f- as far as we're concerned, at least part of the function of Game City is that it's part of the process of uh, celebrating and capturing and documenting video game culture. So a lot of the events that happen are really about our sort of preservation events in a sense, because you know it allows us to hear people talking, see people playing, get a whole bunch of materials that get you know sent in, created at the festival, and they become part of the kind of story of of games and become part of the archive in itself. So. Yeah, we're 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 really interested in the kind of questions about what it means in the future, like hundreds of years in the future. Mm. If somebody walked into a you know, a national video game archive, what would they expect to see? Would they expect to see things that you could play, or would it you know? And if you wanted to tell the story of Zelda, would you be able, would you have to have Skyward Sword playable, or would it be better to have a photograph of your leg, or you know, a bedroom full of stuff, or a zine? Um, I don't think we really have the answers to those questions, but it's there, yeah. Of course, if we believe video games and what they tell us, then uh, there won't be anything around in about 100 years because we'll have blown each other up and we'll be too busy basically living Fallout 3. Can we, uh, I'm just wondering now, in your will, whether or not you can leave your leg to the National Video Game (laughs) Archive. My leg, my preserved leg. Yeah, what do you think? That's gruesome. (laughs) Gruesome. Just just a thought. All right, let's, um, let's talk a little bit more about the festival. If there's just one thing that you think people should come and see this weekend, what would that one thing be? It's probably your leg, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're staying for the weekend. Yeah. Yes. Um. <laughs> Are you going to dismember me right now and preserve it now? Because that's probably not cool. Um. Make for good podcast listening, though. Mm. <laughs> Just hold it down, chaps. <laughs> um. Wow. You chop it off with the master sword. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> what's, ha- what's happening this week? So, um, the, so the big thing that we're doing that's new, um, that we're trying out this year, is, is, is a Game City Prize. Uh, which closes the festival. Um, so that's after Eric's meal, which is now done. Um, the thing that I'm kind of most looking forward to, I'm, mo- I'm most kind of nervous about. So, um, yeah. So, so I think for me, it's 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 that. Uh, obviously, Richard Martian's going to be doing a whole load of Uncharted um, on two and three um, stuff starting at lunchtime today. Um, yeah, I think I think for me, it's the prize mm-hmm. next because I think that's the thing that we're, is hopefully going to teach us quite a lot about about the. The festival. Just uh, tell us a bit more about story. about that. Yeah, yeah so, so so the idea is um, to have a prize for video games um, that occupies the same sort of cultural space as something like the Turner Prize or the Booker or the Mercury Music Awards. So like it's not a, really about who wins, 
it's about how you decide and who gets to decide so mm-hmm. we've got a jury of like largely kind of non-gamers and um, so chaired by jude kelly who's the uh director of the south bank there's charlie hickson uh dave roundtree from blur knitting on the knitting sawney's on francis barber the actress like a di- like a different so basically intelligent people who are interested in culture and interesting things and it finding out um what they find most in this is like what the most interesting game is and why they think it's interesting mm-hmm. so they're not being given criteria they're just being put together uh, and asked to completely subjectively um, work out you know which is which is the most interesting on terms that they decide so it's about kicking video games into like a broader cultural conversation mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, as distinct from I think a lot of, you know the function of a lot of, of, of kind of existent video game awards which is which are great but kind of do quite a different sort it's of thing it's a pat on the back really isn't it to be yeah I, so, I it's, so it's, video game it's, uh, it's categorically not about the best game of yeah. the year and there aren't and there aren't like different categories or the most interesting like I mean I, I tend to play yeah. games because they're interesting right. more yeah. than if they're right. good like if yeah, they're yeah, good absolutely. as secondary right. to yeah, yeah. if they're interesting so absolutely. something like this is, is very I think it's a very cool idea but it comes back to what we were talking about before it's not so it isn't just about thinking about the game that happens on the screen so it might be so what might the consequences of that game be? So if you would, if you want, if you know, you've got a, an audience who are interested in games but don't really play, and find them, you know, potentially quite off-putting, and you know, they're quite impenetrable. If you just walk up to, you know, the average game, it's quite complicated. It requires you to maybe have played lots of games before to even know how the controls work. So you might be, you know, the point of access is quite difficult sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. for people who yeah. are kind of curious to find out about stuff. What would you actually play? So one of the things might be, okay, so this is a game that, you know, the winning game might be something that helps. You know, create that kind of point of access for people who are, you know, culturally curious about what this thing is. Why is it that so many people would come to Nottingham and spend, you know, many days in the presence of games and they just don't understand this stuff at all? So this might help them explain mm. that. But just as well, it might be something that like chimes with, you know, popular culture more broadly, or it might be a way of getting people interested in something, you know, beyond the game itself. So it isn't just about, you know, getting non-gamers into games it might also be thinking about what the role of games are in a broader kind of cultural space so having played game x does that make you want to go out and find out something about you know a different subject for example or suddenly makes you want to change all your options and become a you know scientist or an artist or yeah so that incidentally is why zelda's on my leg because it determined what i wanted to do for my life basically did it yeah that's why it's that's why it's there which came first what do you mean, video? Should you decide what oh. you wanted to do and then get the tattoo and then or get the tattoo and then think, <laughs> oh, I'm pretty <laughs> stuck. I'm pretty stuck now. now. This has worked. <laughs> the thing is, it's, it's, it's also kind of the time that the thinking was, you know, it's just abstract enough that if I ever needed to, I could probably pretend it was something else. Yeah. Some random Celtic symbol or something. <laughs> 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 what did your careers advisor say when you... Yeah. When when he was doing it, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, when I mean Zelda was I played video games when I was when I was a kid a lot. Yeah. I said um, say this on the My Life with Zelda thing as well. But it was it was I just played them for fun until mm. Zelda, which is when I started to get really like intellectually engaged with them. Yeah. Right. And then um, I did the thing of playing a lot of games, getting interested, and then getting just very frustrated with them and how kind of yeah, shallow yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. uninteresting they could be. And I fell out with them totally when I was about thirteen. Mm. And then Wind Waker came out. And yeah. got me back in again, and that was the point at which I thought, no, actually, this is going to be a lifelong hey, passion. When Waker came out when you were thirteen, that's made me feel incredibly old. She keeps make, she keeps doing that to you. The longer you hang around, that is really upsetting. It gets. That is really unfair. We're definitely yeah. taking, we're definitely <laughs> taking a leg. Yeah. I was a bit older than that, I think. I think she I was, was in the car last night. She's in the car and she says, "Oh God, I wish I wish music was like it used to be in the old days. <laughs> back in back in two thousand and one. Yeah. Like, Fuck off. Or oh, Westlife split. We've got yeah. a load of people working on the festival on the staff who weren't born when Live Aid." 
happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's those sort of benchmarks. I don't want to hear about it, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. those sort of benchmarks. We can explain what it was. Jesus, later. really? <laughs> well, you well, know, it's when you're standing here, it's like oh. Eric talking about, you know, he's showing a game that's 20 years old. You're looking around the crowd thinking, this is older than most of you. And it looks better than most of you as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. a strange one, that. Brilliant. So lots to do over the next couple of days then, gentlemen. We shall let you get on with it. Thank you ever so much for spending the last uh, 20 minutes or so with us. Good luck with the rest of the festival. And Thank you very uh, much. Look forward to, to having a good look myself. I don't know about you, Kes. It's going to be great. Yeah. We're going to come out with lots of videos of me looking delighted at things to do with Zelda. <laughs> 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 Excellent. So that's going to be nice. And, and videos of zombies. That's yep. also going to be yeah, good. Yeah, 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 cool. Brilliant. Okay, thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.